everyone, I'm Thea Sanders, CEO and founder of the Naya Beauty App. Welcome to Naya Unfiltered, where I bring topics for your consideration that are impactful, insightful, and informative. I hope that you find these episodes interesting or at least entertaining. Enjoy our show. Hey guys, we're going to be doing a deep dive on the fall of female founders. There's so much information that we decided to break it into three episodes. The first episode is going to be going into describing BC and the relationship with founders. And then we'll be going in to discuss Glossier, Away, and Wing. Enjoy. <laughs> and we're back. I kind of almost feel like we're at NPR. And we're back. Hi, Michaela. Hi. How are you doing? Hi. Okay, so... It has been so fascinating for me, and I don't know if it's for you or our listeners, but the downfall of female founders, especially startups. It's, you know, maybe it's really fascinating for me just because, you know, we're in a startup. It's, um, you know, female founded. We're in the middle of it. We're talking about, you know, right now we're self-funded, but we're talking about eventually possibly going out and getting funding. I've right. talked to other female founders about, hey, there we're we're bootstrapping our startup right now and eventually we're going to go out and start pitching and you know, looking for investment. And you know, um it's not all roses and it's super hard. It's really um difficult to find investors especially in, in this economic climate, you know, they always talk about like, oh, if there's a recession, the money dries up, right? And people want something that's like super exciting and worth their while in order to invest. Right. That's what they're looking for. So I wanted to have a series. Well, actually, I was going to um, do a talk about Glossier because they're they're one of the latest ones. Yeah. But there's so much information out there that I was going to combine it with other female founding um, companies, uh, founder-driven companies, was um, like Away or Glossier and Wing. They're all um, created and founded by women. They've received um, venture backing. And, well, Away and Wing, those CEOs had to step aside. And Glossier, um, the CEO, she's under fire. She's been under fire for a couple of years because of, there's been a lot of problematic behavior within the, the, um, the company. And it has um, it has withstood a lot of criticism. So the writing might be on the wall as to whether or not she can even stay in that position. Mm-hmm. But there's so much information out there that I thought like, okay, I can't combine this. Well, okay? right. And then also there's people like me who don't even understand what any right. of it means. But it's interesting and it's like important, I feel like, to know these things about the brands that you're supporting. But yep. I would never be able to understand it because right. I just don't have the expertise whereas you do well I'm I'm still learning too and, and um it's kind of funny because when I you know I I have a friend who got um backing from Alphabet which is the parent company of Google and he was talking to me about you know um getting investment and he was throwing out all these terms and I am I'm looking just like in awe with my you know my jaw just to the floor and my eyes wide open he was like listen it's just because I've been in this for like, you know, two years, but I was where you are now. So yeah. you will learn. You just have to hear about it. Right. You know, so, but going back to um, the podcast, I wanted to talk about these female founders and their quote unquote downfall, which is, I, I hate that 
that term, the downfall of these female founders. But then I realized like, um, number one, there's a lot of information. And number two, if I go into it, there might be some terminology that the average listener does not know. Mm -hmm. Like you may not know. I mean, I use the term IPO and you were like, what is that? I don't know what that is. Right? (laughs) (laughs) So before we go into this, and I think that we'll probably just, you know, instead of doing bite size, I don't think it's giving it justice. Like these um, companies and these female founders, giving them justice just to do bite size, but really kind of doing a deep dive into basically what is the company, um, where did it come from? What happened and where are they now? Right. Okay. So before we get into that, um, I'm just going to go into venture capital, what that looks like and what, um, and the casualties of venture capital. Okay. Please let me know in layman's terms because I don't know <laughs> anything about this. <laughs> okay. So what do you know about venture capital? Um, I just know that it's big money and a lot of investors and rich people. And that's all I really know. Right. I think that we learn about venture capital because of like, let's say like Facebook. Yeah. Right. You, you saw like the movie, like, um, social experiment or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you see them like, oh, they're on the road, they're pitching. Yeah. So with venture capital, you know about pitching and then it's big money and there's, you know, there's investors, Mm -hmm. right? So if a person wants to start a business, there has to be funding and you can, you can get money through like a personal loan or you can get, um, an SBA loan, that's small business administration. Mm -hmm. And you can get venture capital funding. Okay. And I think the difference is now with venture capital, it is big money. And, um, what I think of venture capital, I think of big money and speed and Mm -hmm. return three things Yeah, because you have access to big money. They want you to move fast and they want a big return. And most of the time it is that they're moving. And you know what? The fourth thing is exit. It's always about exit. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm. Okay. Exit's like, they always ask you like, what's your exit strategy? And exit is like, kind of like, what's your end game? Are you wanting to sell it? Are you trying to take it into an IPO, which is an initial public offering? And then it's on the stock market and other people can buy shares. Okay. What is your exit? You know, that's what they'll ask a lot of founders. And the exit for venture capitalists are always an IPO. IPO. Okay, well, that makes sense. That's what makes them the most money. That's the most money. And the multiple, and multiple is like, okay, how many times, if you think about like multiplication, how mm-hmm. much, how many times, right? Right. The multiple is usually like seven to 10. Okay. So however much money they put in, they're looking for a seven to 10 times return. Mm. Okay. If that makes sense. Yes. Right. And so where would they, like you said, where would they mainly get the money? And it's like going onto the market. Right. That's basically what it is. So what I found is that I found some advantages and disadvantages of, um, venture capital okay, okay should we start with the disadvantages or the van- advantages give me the bad news first right i love the bad news because that's my girl because i love like let's end it on a high note right, right? like not on a like a, a sour note okay all right so disadvantages of venture capital now one of the things is is that you know if you start a business you are the owner now you mm-hmm. are beholden to either a private equity firm or venture capitalists okay, okay? so now you have a boss, mm-hmm. right? And there's a board of directors and you have to listen to them. Yeah. Okay. You're beholden to them. There's number one. And number two, um, 
your ownership gets reduced. So you no longer have a hundred percent of the, the equity of ownership, right. you know, equity equals ownership. You don't, lo- you no longer have a hundred percent. Now it's like, however much you have given away. And then each round of funding, you like, you'll have like a series A series B, C, D, and that's just like rounds of funding Okay, that you're giving away. You're chipping away at your ownership, your equity. Okay. okay. And at the end, you know, you may only have 1%. You may be very wealthy, but you only have 1% and you don't have a voice. Okay. Okay. So there's that. And then number two, okay, one of the disadvantages is finding investors can distract founders from their business. All right. Meaning, okay, so you know how I said you have like these series A, B, C, D rounds of funding? Mm-hmm. That's your job. That's going to be a huge part of your job because there's going to be like that initial round of, fun- of funding and they talk about runway and your cash burn. That means like your, that's like your spend. How okay. much are you spending, yeah. right? And you're always like, your money is tied to speed. How fast can you grow? So they're like, you know what? Just spend this money to grow. Spend it on marketing, you know, building out um, your infrastructure, getting your employees. You're spending it and then you're going to get more money. And that means you have to go out and pitch again. Okay. And you're on, like on a road show. Right. Right. Okay. So, but you know, as a founder and a CEO and you have a business, where should your focus be on the business, right? Yeah. Growing the business. Exactly. But you will become distracted because you're out on the road. So that's why they hire or you're supposed to hire people to do it for you, right? No. Oh. You do it. They want to see you. What if I don't want to do it? (laughs) (laughs) What if I don't want to do it? That's part of the agreement when yeah. you take their money. That's part of the agreement that you're you're out there trying yeah. to get more money. Okay. Be- and this is really weird. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. But here's the deal. Okay. So let's say you go to, let's just say you go to Bob and you get some money from Bob, right? Okay. And he's like, A. And then you need some more money. And you go to Sally. Mm-hmm. Sally's going to ask you, hey, did you go back to Bob and ask for some more money? And... The thing is, is that if Bob says, I'm not going to give you any more money, that shows Sally that Bob lacks confidence in you and therefore she will not give you more money. She will not give you any money. Okay. So you have to go back to Bob to say like, hey, will you give me some more money? Until they're like tapped out, like, okay, I can't give you any more money. But if it's like, you know what, they, um, they're like, yeah, uh, I, I don't have any money, then that's okay. But if they refuse to give you more money, then you're probably dead in the water. So you're saying that they respond better when it's your, the face of the brand and you're showing face, basically. Yeah, because okay. it's, because kind of like when they're talking about marketing, it's like a story. People yeah. want to hear the story. Investors want to hear your story too. Right. And the story is not only about just numbers, but actually like, it's like your vision. Like you, yeah. you see it, right? When they're like all hyped up. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're changing the world. And they're believing in you. Yeah. And they have to have confidence in you as a leader that you're going to take it. Mm-hmm. So know? it's like a psychological yes, thing. Yes, okay. it is. Okay. Makes sense. So Makes you've got sense. that. Now they said the overall cost of financing is super expensive. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? And it's like, this is like the boring part. It's numbers. Okay. They're saying like, okay, let's say that you took out a loan. And this is the example. If you took out an SBA loan of a million dollars, right? And then you are valued at 10 million. If you had to pay interest, that money that you borrowed of a million would cost you 600,000. Mm. So it's 10 million minus 600,000. Okay. Okay. 
So, but they're saying, um, they're saying that if you took equity, I mean, if you sold equity to a venture capitalist, that basically that money, it's like you're valued at a hundred million. Sorry, if you valued a hundred million, a million and you gave away 10% equity, you just gave up $10 million rather than 600,000. See this, this, what you're talking about right now, I, I'm lost because I have no idea. Like, this is not my strong suit. I'm more okay. of the creative side of things. So, okay. So they're saying like, listen, you need a, okay, here's like, maybe I'd like, I can like break it down for you. Okay. okay. Let's start over. All right. So they're saying like, you've got two startups, Michaela and Thea. Okay. We both need a million dollars. Okay. Okay. And we're valued at 10 million. Okay. So it's like, all right, we both need a million. You go to SBA and you get a $1 million loan mm-hmm. for your business, right? Yeah. And usually with the loan, you have interest. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, okay, well, with the interest, it's going to be 10%. So in 10 years, um, you know, you will have paid $600,000 for that $1 million loan. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And after 10 years, you're now valued at $100 million. So you've grown the company to $100 million. Mm-hmm. Now, with me, I need a $1 million. It's the same scenario. And I give away 10% of my company okay. to get the million dollars. Yeah. Right? And then it's $100 million. I'm valued, I'm valued at $100 million. Well, that loan, that investment, not loan, but investment, cost me a, it cost me basically $10 million, where it only cost oh. you 600000 So then what is the point? Okay, we're going to get to the advantages, okay. right? Okay. So you hear about like idea. seed money, angel investors. Angel investors, I am familiar okay. with that term. Seed what money? About seed money is money to is. start a business. Okay. That's all that from, is. From whoever. Whoever. Yeah, okay. it's just seed money. Okay. Okay. So the other disadvantage is now because you have a board of directors and now you're beholden to like this, you know, venture capitalist and this firm, mm-hmm. they have strict reporting rules. Okay. Okay. And they want their reporting. Oh, yeah. How are you spending your money? Where, of course, it's just like business practices, but if it's your company, like you can kind of like, okay, well, you know, kind of, you have bookkeeping, right. but they may have a specific way of reporting and record keeping that. Right. Because you now you're yes. dealing with real people and not right. just like the government. And or, they're dealing with like, it's a lot of money. Bank or whatever. Right. They want to know. And here it is. Another thing, a disadvantage is that you are expected to grow rapidly. Like they don't want to be sitting like waiting for their money to be returned in 20 years. No, 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 no. As fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Speed, speed, speed. So that's why there's a lot of pressure. So you have that pressure to grow, right? And you have a pressure to go out and get more money. Mm-hmm. Now, another disadvantage is that you, so let's say that, remember we talked about you needed a million dollars and you got from venture capital. Um, a lot of times you're not going to get that whole million. Okay. What's going to happen is that they're going to be like, um, funds are released based upon performance. They're going to have milestones. Okay. And in order for you to get another disbursement, you have to hit that milestone. Okay. Okay. So there's, there's added extra pressure there, right? Okay. Then if you underperform, you can get fired. Yeah. And you are out. Mm -hmm. Right. So then depending upon what type of package you have, like you still have your stock, right? But you, it could be worth nothing if it doesn't go, if it doesn't, if they don't do an IPO, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be worth literally nothing. So you have some, um, founders that are, that may seem like they're paper rich, but it's worth nothing because they can't sell it. Okay. Right. 
so that's one of the things about um, the disadvantages. Okay. Okay. You've got these. So you, you see, you see, the, it's mainly like this pressure that yeah. people feel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right now, here are the advantages of um, of having venture capital. Okay. So number one, like you said, it's big money. Right, it could be like twenty-five million, whatever it is. Because if you have a small business loan, they're saying like a lot of times, especially if it's a startup, maybe the max, and especially if you have assets tied to it, could be maybe five million. And the large scheme of things, like if it's like a big tech company, five million is nothing. Yeah. Right. It's like it's nothing. So you have access to big money. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two is like. Um, you have more of a support system because what's going to end up happening is that they want to, the, the venture capitals, the VCs, they want to ensure that their money, it's, it's already going to be risky because a lot yeah. of like less than 20% are successful. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they kind of want to stack the deck and they want to make sure that you succeed. So what they do is they, they supply you with a support system. They They're like bring their own people yes, in. Yes, they will. They'll bring their own people in and you'll have access to like people with knowledge. Okay. Whereas, you know, if you're on your own. You're kind of bootstrapping yeah, it. Yeah, you're bootstrapping it. They want to ensure that you're successful. Yeah. Right? Okay. Another thing is, is that you have access to, um, experienced people like mentors. Okay. They will provide mentors for you. So even though, um, you do have to report, they'll have like check-ins where they're just doing like face to face as one-on-one, mm-hmm. you know, of like, Hey, how's everything going? And they'll even go as far as giving you like a leadership coach. So they'll, you have nice. access, you know, to all these things yeah. and you can tap their knowledge base because a nice. lot of the VCs, They've done this before. Yeah. You know, so they'll help you. Okay. Then there's networking opportunities because a lot of the VCs, this is not their first time, you know, this is not their first rodeo. So they've done a lot of other um, startups. Mm -hmm. So you have an opportunity to network with other founders. Right. Right. And they'll put you like, and like, um, you know, with like, oh, you're in this sector. So now you have you know, you have, you have own networking and support group, right? Because you're kind of like, you know, going through the same thing. So there's that. And then you get to, um, it opens doors to collaborate with like other brands and companies. Yeah. So there's just a lot of opportunities for you to, you know, meet other people and then have a support system and, and things like that. Yeah. And then also remember you have to continue to raise money. They'll help you. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, because they're all, you know, you know, like you talk about, you're an influencer and they say the influencing world is really small. It is. Right? It really is. So it's kind of like that. They're like, oh, you know what? I think your next round should be with them and mm-hmm. I'll vouch for you. You know, yeah. because what well, they do is- what it is like to grow, I guess, with my experience in that, in that, you know, world is to grow really you have to collaborate with other people yeah and like that's how you're gonna get your name out there your face out there that's how people are gonna know i mean because think about that it's like let's say you have um some type of product right Mm -hmm. and then you're thinking like man if i collaborated with that widget maker or whatever you know and it's a special edition yeah i have no access to that person but because of these vcs they have that weight they can give you the intro and say, hey, I think it's a really good idea if you work with Michaela because this it would just be a great marriage, you know, if you're if you guys came out with a limited edition product or whatever. Without that introduction, it would probably, you know, you'd have to pitch, you'd have to like maybe work your way up the ranks, try to get a meeting. But with the VCs, 
they open doors way faster. Mm-hmm. It's easier for you. Yeah. Okay, so you can kind of see like the advantages and disadvantages, okay? Right. So now I'm going to tell you about some founders who basically have imploded, if you okay. will. Okay. <laughs> All right, so yes, VC money is awesome, but there is, um, you know, a negative side to it. And one of the big detractors is that you could lose your company. So I have picked three companies um, where the founders have been pushed out. Okay. Okay. For various reasons. And it just so happens that these are male. And like I said, um, we'll do um, a focus on the female founders who have been pushed out and why they've been pushed out. Okay. Okay. But let me just ask you, have you ever heard of a company named Uber? Um, Yeah, I have actually. (laughs) No way. Yeah, whoa. So Travis um, Kalanick, he started Uber in 2009. But then by the time um, he built it up and like everyone's using it, it's worldwide. 2017, it started to come out in 2016, but it was he became what they considered a problematic CEO. And it was just bad for image and ultimately bad for business. Yeah. So it was, if you think about this, okay, you're a person, um, you're young, you're in your 20s, you start a business, you get funding, and all of a sudden you have now, you know, let's say 10 years from now, you have like over a thousand employees, you have like um, uh, locations ac- around the globe, yeah. right? And you are in charge of it. And there's nobody really to check you, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when you're young, you're having like parties and, and things are happening, right? Yeah. Like you're going to Vegas. And yeah. just imagine if you're like a dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're having like parties in Vegas. And, um, you know, there's like girls around. There's coke around. There's yeah. like drugs around. And they're just partying. Yeah. So that became like a really toxic work culture, especially mm-hmm. for women, because it was sexual harassment was like rampant. Yeah. All over the place. I mean, managers were talking about, female managers were talking about going to employee functions and work events and people just getting hammered, just wasted. Whoa, I didn't know any of this. And they're like grabbing women's breasts, (gasps) you know, and and they're complaining to HR, right? But HR really isn't doing anything. Yeah. And especially like these higher ups because, you know, okay, there are these bros, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like a fraternity. They have yeah. these, you know, bros. And we started this together. So who's really, are you really going to check your friend? It's like, yeah. oh, okay, it's fine. She's just like, you know, she's blowing it out of proportions. Yeah. Not that big a deal. Yeah. But the female worker and the colleague was, number one, feeling very disrespected. There was no outlet. There was no recourse. Nothing was happening, mm-hmm. you know? But because it was a private company and it hadn't reached IPO status... There was really no one to check him. Yeah. Okay. And with venture capitalists, especially when it's a man, what I have found in my observations, and you know, that's just me and my opinion on this podcast, is that as long as you're making money or on track, that's our dog, as long as you're making money and on track, you're cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But what happened is that they went public. Now you've got shareholders. Mm-hmm. And now not only you're no longer beholden to the venture capitalists, you are now beholden to the shareholders. Mm-hmm. And now you are a liability. Yeah. So problematic 
equals liability and they can't have that because mm -hmm. now if you think about the woke culture and people are like hey you know oh yeah I, you get canceled right overnight yeah canceled and so you know what was happening is like there was like this huge push to boycott uber you know and it was it was not only about like treatment of um employees oh like yeah drivers. that's when i started using lyft yeah I, and lyft was actually just cheaper anyway so i was like right. okay like yeah, uber like, has like way more lyft like you uber. know like the marketing budget and you would see uber all over the place yeah. right but they had a very toxic and problematic culture yeah and the more it was coming out the more they were looking at travis and like you are not the leader for this company okay you you know, you're quick and, you know, you are a disruptor because he was like, oh, I am disrupting this, um, this industry. Yeah. Right. And he did. And it's amazing. You see Uber all over the place. Yeah. But because he was not a solid leader, um, that's why they removed him. And so yeah. he was pushed out. Mm. So there's Uber. Okay. Have you heard of a company called Etsy? I have. Okay, so Etsy was um, created, like, so this is really interesting, back in 2005, the CEO was in college with his buddies, and they were creating, like, they were doing, some, uh, like, a website for the, their professor's wife, Okay, and it was, like, a craft website, arts and crafts, okay, and so what they found was that the artists and the crafters were really frustrated because there was no place for them to really sell their work except for like eBay at the time. And mm -hmm. they hated eBay. Yeah. So they were like, Oh, there's a need for this. So let's, you know, make a website for these crafters. Mm -hmm. And so a couple years later, like, you know, they made Etsy mm -hmm. and he was like, so his name is Rob Callen and he's more of like kind of like an artsy kind of guy like i read that he makes his own underwear what? he makes his own furniture and underwear okay. living in the mountains you know he's kind of like that kind of guy yeah. and okay. at the beginning he was because he saw a need for the artists and the crafters and you know and they were feeling really frustrated he was yeah. really focused on the sellers you know, giving strong support and customer support and assistance to the sellers. Okay. And then once they got venture capital, it was like, well, he did not have confidence in himself. Yeah. So he voluntarily stepped away. Okay. Okay. In 2009, he's just like, well, this is getting way too big. Okay. Okay. Because they got venture capital and they're like bringing millions and yeah. tens of millions of dollars. Right. And he's like, you know, I did this in college. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. So let's get somebody else in here. So they got another person in there, um, this woman, and um, she basically, they were bringing like $400 million of worth of sales a year. Mm -hmm. So it was very profitable. Yeah. But what was happening was that the sellers were really upset because it was lacking customer support the website was crappy for them it was just not a good experience on the seller side yeah so then he came back because he had demoted himself to chief creative officer mm -hmm. from the ceo and he came back saying like you know what i'm going to take it back to the roots you know where we're really going to be focused in on the um the the sellers you know and bringing back the sense of community yeah i'm coming back mm -hmm. But then in 2011, basically, there was like this scathing report saying like, we don't really have confidence in him. Before, it was him not having confidence in himself. So he stayed for two years and then he was 
really out because they lacked confidence in him they just did not think that he had the strength as a leader mm-hmm. to take to manage it and it was profitable it was doing great yeah well that sounds i mean i i kind of understand that because i feel like maybe as a creative myself like i feel like it my strong suit would be the creativity of something whereas mm-hmm. like running the business especially a business that big that's a lot of pressure right especially if that's not what you really want to do or yeah. what you're passionate about so i totally understand that and yeah. i get why they like yeah it's like, out um, it's because like, now it's like that's a lot of money it is right? a lot of money and if you see a weakness it's like oh and it's not a toxic culture yeah there's, there's no like complaints or anything like we just don't have confidence in you yeah yeah. You know, you might mismanage this or yeah. whatever. Well, is he still involved yeah. or he's just no. completely out? And, and you know, look, this company's worth, like, I mean, at the time, I think it's like now it's like maybe like eight. Oh, gosh, it's like maybe it's over a billion dollars. Yeah. He owns 1%. So just do the math. Yeah. So he can live on a mountain making his own underwear. Yeah. He can literally be yeah. fine. He's just fine. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I use the term mismanagement, you know, and we're going to end on a company. Have you heard of the company called Groupon? I have. Okay. So do you know the story behind Groupon? No. Okay. No, I don't know the story behind any of these actually. So Groupon was started by a man named Andrew Mason. And back in 2006, he wanted to have like basically the site, what Groupon is for, if you've been living under a rock, it's a site for local businesses to, you know, um, sell their services Mm -hmm. at a discounted rate for a limited amount of time. Yeah. Right. So he normally um, started this back in 2006 and he had seed money from an angel investor who was a former employer of his and he got a million dollars and they started in Chicago. Well, it exploded. Yeah. And then it became like all, all over. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it got so big that get this five years later. No, 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 not even five years later, four years later, it was worth $1.35 billion. Wow. Four years later. Wow. And at that point, Google wanted to buy them for $5.3 billion. Oh my gosh. And he said, no. He's like, no, I'm, I think I'm going to take it to the market. I'm going to take it to IPO. Look, I'm, no, I'm good. We got this. Mm-hmm. We got this. So they were valued at $1.35 billion, right? Okay. Now, when you take it to IPO and you take it to the market, right, you're going to take it to the stock exchange, you have to give it to SEC, okay, the Securities Exchange Commission, and okay. you have to file a lot of paperwork. Okay. And there's a lot of disclosures. Okay. Right? And part of the disclosures is your accounting. And what they found was that what they portrayed as profitable was actually a company that had a loss of $420 million. Oh, wow. Yes. So they weren't actually worth that much. No, they weren't. So their accounting was off just a little. From 1.35 billion. Well, wouldn't have Google figured that out too? They would have lost that that, deal. I think if they had like gone in, now there are some companies that like, you know, that they will acquire other companies knowing that they're not profitable, but they can gobble up the competition Mm -hmm. and they can get their infrastructure and they can get their proprietary, you know, information and their software. Right. And so, and then they'll just shelf it. Mm -hmm. Right. Just to get them off the market. Yeah. So who knows why they wanted it or for whatever reason, but there people were pissed that who bought their stock and their stock was worth basically $2 and 35 cents. 
Yikes. Yeah. So because of that and um, some other missteps, um, Andrew was then fired. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you this, that, I mean, what he's known for is like, yeah, he created Groupon and, and everybody knows Groupon, but what he's really known for is his resignation letter. And this is the beginning of it. I'm just going to read it. It's like, okay. after four and a half intense and wonderful years as CEO of Groupon, I've decided that I'd like to spend more time with my family. Just kidding. I was fired today. And if you're wondering why, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and okay. So... When, and this is a really interesting, but you know, um, on paper, because it was like a billion dollars, like his net worth was like, I don't know. It was like, it was almost like a billion. It was like worth, no, it, the valuation was like five or six or something like billion dollars. So his net worth on paper was like a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then as like the stock price went sliding down, then it's like, oh, I don't feel sorry for him. But they're saying like, then his net worth went to 200 million. So if like yeah. basically from a billion, it goes down to 200 million. Wow. Now, as a CEO, you are an employee of the company, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then you have ownership and, but you get paid out when it's like an IPO, your exit strategy. Right. So you know how an employee, when they get fired or let go, there's like a severance package. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing that people don't know is that when you are CEO of a startup, your money mainly comes from the shares and not from your salary. Okay. Okay. So normally a severance package is six months right? Mm-hmm. His annual salary was less than $800. What? So his severance package was $386. <gasps> that was his pay because it was like a legal loophole. Well, because you know, when you have a startup like, okay, you're not going, you reinvest your money yeah. back into the company. Right? right. So it's like, all right, I'm going to take, and that's what, and, and VCs, venture capitalists will also take a look at your pay. Mm-hmm. So they'll say like, okay, um, we're going to pay you a salary of like 30 grand a year yeah, or something like that, because all that money is really supposed to be like, you know, um, generating speed mm-hmm. and getting this like company going. Yeah. It's not to fleece your pocket. Yeah. So for you to get private jets. Right. Right. So a lot of, um, CEOs, these are this is standard practice that you take a very low salary, but you're heavy on the, the stock and the shares. Mm-hmm. So his severance package was $386. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so, but he had shares. And yeah. so where is he now? He is now worth 200 million. Okay. Don't shed any tears. Okay. I'm not. Right. Nobody's <laughs> shedding any tears and nobody knows if this is a joke or not. Okay. Okay. But he came out with an album. Okay. <laughs> I have to look on, it says like he said it's on Spotify and, and iTunes and I really want to see if What's it's see? true. Let's look up right now. Oh my god! If it is, what is it called? Okay. So oh gosh, what is it? Hold on. Like so, you're gonna like cut this, but oh my god, I can't. I can't. It is called. So his name is Andrew. Mason. Oh, here we go. Oh my God! Did you find it? Is it real? I found it. All right. Is there like a hit single? Yeah. Let's let's start with this one. If you're seeking business wisdom, you don't need no MBA. 
Okay. Get it. There you go. I can't. <laughs> I cannot right now. That is yes. insane. So I'm going to end there. Okay. So but this it, dude's just having fun right now. You got 200 million. Yeah, listen. Okay. I would be doing that too. <laughs> okay. I'd be trying everything. I'll, I'll, be a, I'll be an artist. I'll drop an album. Here you go. Guess what? I'm going to drop an album. Okay. Grew this company to like, you know, it's like $400 million, whatever it is. Yeah. And then it went, took a tank. I mean, just think about that. They wanted to buy it for $5.3 billion. billion. And he said, no. Okay. Okay. You think you're, you think you know? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, we're going to end there. Okay. But at least that gave you an introduction, just like a foundation. So when we start talking about these other companies that are um, female founded, and we're going to be talking about like, what type of um, difficulties they ran into and what that culture was like, and mm -hmm. especially like what pressures the um, founders were under. Now you understand the advantages and disadvantages right. of having a VC in your pocket. Right. Yeah, it's there is money, but um, you see the flip side of it. Yeah, definitely. So not only do you have to manage your company, manage your employees, but then also you have to be, like you said, like the brand in the face and go out and pitch yeah. and network and try to convince people to give you hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. I can like, be very helpful because yeah. I had no idea what any of that meant. And I had no idea about these stories. Interesting, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. And more to come. Yeah. All right. So um, next week we'll be talking about we okay, here? so yes. No, no, no. We're going to actually, we're going to talk about Wing. Okay. Okay, just as like an intro, Wing is the female version of WeWork. Okay. And we know what a disaster WeWork was. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about Wing. Okay. Sounds good. All okay. right. Thanks, guys. Thanks See you for next listening. Time. See you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. And remember to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Naya Beauty App. Bye.